Hello everyone, Spirit of 420 here. Uh, if you don't already know, the reason I'm Spirit of 420 is because everything I do is so 420. Uh, today's episode is the first episode, and it's called Tales of a Drug Lord, Chapter 1, Peddling to the Top. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a bit about that. Uh, before we get into that, though, uh, I did want to share just real quick the origins of Spirit of 420, the name. <clears throat> it started back in 1998, actually. Um, a lot of y'all remember Yahoo <laughs> before Google became the monster that it did. And uh, back then, just like uh, Google, you could uh, get yourself a Yahoo email address, which I did. My original email address was spiritual420 uh, due to the fact that I do uh, consider myself a very spiritual person and I also smoke a lot of pot. So uh, that was the original address. And then I can't remember what happened, uh, but I ended up changing it for some reason because I wanted something a little bit catchier and something that maybe didn't, uh, you know, offend people at the time, uh, funny enough. So I ended up thinking, you know, about uh, Spirit of 76, Spirit of... Uh, all those, uh, Spirit of St. Louis, um, Spirit of, uh, there was another one too, not just 76, I can't remember, there's many of them uh, when you look it up. But anyway, uh, the bottom line is, uh, I thought, Spirit of 420. So I ended up getting Spirit of 420 at yahoo.com. Uh, then uh, a few years later, was it 2001 or two, I can't remember exactly, but Xbox Live came out and I was on it from day one. I'd actually been playing online, funny enough, before Live came out uh, on some portals, but that's another story another day. <clears throat> Bottom line is I ended up getting Spirit of 420 right away on uh, Xbox Live Gamertag and still have it today. So, uh, moving on again before we tell the story. Um, what was it? Uh, how do I say? First of all, um, oh, that's what it was. I'm sorry. Lost my train of thought. I'm a stoner, so it happens. Uh, just a little bit about me, uh, but before we do, you know, I think, why don't we make it just a little bit smokier? There we go. It is 420, so let's get a little bit smokier. Um, none, just a little bit about me uh, in the show, and what I mean by that is um, I'm going to record, I'll never record more than uh, 30 minutes. That's going to be my max. Um, I will probably keep it most of the time much shorter than that, and what I probably may do at times even is record you know, things while I'm driving around, whatever. Uh, I know that sounds dangerous, but if I have a thought, my whole idea is that anytime I have a thought that I want to share with the world, I'm going to start recording it. Uh, I'm not a writer, and this is the medium, uh, or me medium, yeah, that's used today, or media that's used today. Uh, people love this type of content, so I really feel like this is the better way to get myself out there. So uh, if my hair isn't uh, perfect or my beard is growing in, all that kind of stuff, hey, you know what, I really don't care and don't give a fuck about how I look. Um, and what I mean by that is I'm not here to impress people with how I look. I'm really here to share my thoughts, strangeness, and hopefully people will bond with that and connect. So let's get this joint going again. Now, before I um, start in with my uh, the beginning of my, my drug dealing days, as it is 420, I feel like we should make it just a little bit... Let's bring in a, a bit of a green filter, if you will. I, I like that. That's good. Okay. You know what, though? It is 420. Let's let's bring it in just a little bit deeper. And there. I like that. There we go. Okay. So, um, peddling to the top. I'm going to start off with this, just a little bit of backstory. Uh, my mother uh, had smoked marijuana, as far as I know, uh, my whole life. And because of that, I, was, I grew up around it. Now, my parents did divorce at four. 
as you know, it's in my trailer. My mom left my father for another woman. Again, another story. Uh, but she was very much a pothead, and I was around it my whole life. And uh, the one thing she always said is, please, if you decide that you want to smoke some pot, if you want to do that, please do it with me rather than, you know, doing it with uh, strangers or getting it off the street or anything like that. I'm guessing I'm not the only one that heard that back in the, you know, 80s from parents that were raising kids born in the 70s. But it is what it is. Uh, nonetheless, she told me that. Um, and as a, you know, a good boy... I absolutely didn't listen. Uh, at 14 years old, uh, at the time, uh, we would dip skull long-cut mint. I'll never forget it. These blue cans. Disgusting habit. Uh, but nonetheless, we dipped. And so, you know, I'm telling you about peddling because the very first bag, uh, and I do mean that, the very, very first bag that I bought, um, I didn't actually pay for. We got an ounce. Uh, you know, I had been around long enough to know why would I pay for weed when I could get an ounce, sell three quarters and have a quarter to smoke. And in fact, I was doing it with a buddy of mine. We each had a couple of other people going in. So we sold three quarters and uh, ended up having my cut. And I rolled up uh, most of what I had into, I think I ended up rolling four joints. And the funny thing is to get them to my mother's because I was at my father's when I did this. And I wanted to smoke with my mom. I wanted to try to keep my promise. So I rolled these four joints up and I placed them in a skull can <laughs> <laughs> that I cleaned out really well. Uh, but that didn't make any difference by the time I got to my mother's, which was about a three and a half, four hour drive. Uh, they absolutely smelled like skulls. So they were mint flavored. Uh, they didn't just smell, but they ended up tasting like it too. So they were mint, very, very minty uh, rolled joints. So that was kind of the beginning, uh, if you will. And what I mean by that is that started it. And for years, um, you know, as long as I can remember, I kept that same concept i did have jobs it was not you know when i i call it peddling because the reality is that's all i was doing i was peddling just enough so that i didn't pay for smoke but that i could smoke all the time <clears throat> now the one thing is you know when you do this uh, they always say it leads to other things well i i can't deny that it does lead to other things because i ended up peddling many other things and it was because of that and I ended up actually started dealing before I dealt marijuana and, and got into that really heavy. I was dealing other things like uh, if I get my hands on acid, uh, hash actually was was a better one. Um, and it, you know, again, it all the way it worked all the way up until I was probably about 20, as a matter of fact. And that's how uh, I met one of my girlfriends because they heard that I had a bag, I just got an ounce that day. Um, but nonetheless, you know, all the way up until that time, I would get an ounce and know that a quarter was mine and three quarters wasn't. And around 20, that became a quarter pound because I was smoking more and I knew more people. And more people knew that I knew where to get it. And then, uh, you know, the strangest thing happened. Uh, and I'll just make it really quick. You know, the same guy um, at the time that I was sharing, uh, dealing with, if you will, we weren't competitors and we weren't in business together, but we would, we would go in time to time together and get this and that. He had a huge connection and I didn't realize it. And it wasn't until I moved, uh, and this has happened a couple times in my life, even in legitimate uh, arenas, but it wasn't until I moved that I found out he had this huge connection. And I moved about an hour away from the major city and I was now in this smaller city 
where, you know, it was always ridiculously hard to get weed and the weed always sucked, right? It was talking about the 90s, so this is like 1993. The weed was horrible. It was a very, it was a hard time. So nonetheless, uh, I had, was starting doing, I was still doing the QP thing and I was uh, going to that city, coming back home and, you know, rashing out and I was starting to have to do that more and more and he was like, hey man, you know, I could hook you up with something. And when he told me that price, I had a girlfriend at the time and I went to her and I said, hey, you know, if you give me $1,200, I can turn that into literally an empire. That was my words to her. I was like, you give me $1,200 and I'll turn that into an empire. I think technically at the time, I think I told her you give me $2,000, but I only needed $1,200 to get the first pound and I wanted some cushion money. So I think technically speaking, if I'm being completely transparent, you know, the mind goes, I said, you give me $2,000, I'll turn that into an empire. I'm going to leave it there because everything up until that time was peddling, but the moment that she got that money and how she got that money is a story for another day, which I think you'll find funny. Uh, the one thing that uh, I want to try to do each show as well is kind of share something strange about me. I think I already mentioned and alluded to that. And when it comes to the strange thing that I'm going to share today, anyway is the fact that uh, no matter what, now obviously there's certain occasions that warrant what I have to do. <laughs> I have to be different. Uh, but 99.9% .9 of the time I'm a sitter when it comes to peeing. I can't stand uh, standing. And it actually developed because of the fact that my mom had a female lover and there, when I was younger, uh, <laughs> my mom will tell you she never heard me pee because their bedroom door or their bedroom wall shared the wall with the bathroom that was the only bathroom we had a lake house so it wasn't didn't have two bathrooms until we added that on years later and when i was younger i had to use this bathroom and i just couldn't stand the idea of the the women hearing me pee it was horrible and then it just became that thing you know now it's more comfortable i mean i'd rather sit on the toilet pull out my phone and do my own thing than uh, you know rush it and not only that but it's also less messy just uh you know between you and me by the way uh this is i will introduce him this is Senior Rick. Uh, you can obviously tell that he is a steamroller, hence his name, Senior. Senior, Senior, Senior Rick. That is truly one luscious hit from that <coughs> that device. I do love the hidden that device. By the way, again, I haven't. Think, I don't even think I've mentioned it, but I'm actually recording this on 420, releasing it on 420 right now. Uh, it's approximately my time local here, about quarter to two. So this will be released here in about uh, two and hours, two hours or so. I don't cut anything, and I try not to uh, really hide anything because the whole reality is I'm trying to be as as uh, transparent, as honest as I can. Uh, one of the other things I like to talk about is kind of the balance of things, living in the moment as well. And what I mean by that is yesterday, uh, I wanted to get my 420 shopping done early, and I put in an order with my dispo. By the way, there's a shout-out to uh, Altitude. Um, nonetheless, I, uh, I wanted to put an order in with them and not have to worry about going out today. And uh, funny enough, that didn't work out. I ended up having uh, to deal be a father. Um, I think I mentioned that, that I'm a father. By the way, on a side note, just real quick, uh, I think some are wondering, the reason I say I'm a father, a husband... A son and a stoner is because obviously, yes, I am a father. I have four boys and kind of a fifth adopted one, if you will. 
uh, and then I have my wife, uh, and then I have my mother, 71-year-old, who lives here with me as well, and then I stay stone all the time, so just a quick explanation there. Uh, but back to living in the moment. So I wasn't able to go yesterday, and I was quite uh, upset about that simply because of the fact that, um, you know, <laughs> again, like I, did, like I said, I didn't want to go out today. By the way, these are the old man glasses. I have to put these on in order to do a dab, uh, which I am going to do here with you as I'm sharing this little <clears throat> balance story because we're nearly coming to the end. So it is 420, though. I feel like we have to kind of hit from all different avenues, you know. And if I cough, well, so be it. I cough. So I didn't get to go. Uh, coming back around to the story. And it turned into be a great thing because uh, I ended up going this first thing this morning because I put the order in. I felt bad about them holding it and me not making it. And when I got there this morning, I ended up going to two dispos. I was one of the first uh, in line, so I ended up getting all kinds of free stuff, including a T-shirt, uh, like a gram and a half total of weed. I uh, got this little new button here. And it just worked out better. I ended up getting a better deal all around, so, uh, you know, when I say things work out, when, you know, the moment that they look like they're crappy and it's, it's, I don't get upset anymore or I try not to, I'm not perfect. Obviously I still get upset. I still get angry, but ultimately I try to realize that it looks bad right now, but I have found that in my life, no matter what happens bad, it is always the catalyst to something better happening down the road. And sometimes that even takes 10 years to transpire. I'm going to have to leave that blooper. It's so full. Check that out. It's so full that it was clogged. And I probably missed quite a bit of my dad. But you know what? That's the stoner life. It just happens that way. After all that I've said here and done, uh, I think you kind of get the idea and, and continuing to get the idea that I am extremely strange. Uh, I pride myself on being strange. In fact, Part of my success through life has been, if there's a rule, I essentially try to break it. And, you know, with that said, most people really don't understand just how normal strange is. Thanks again, folks. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Yeah, just a quick uh, postscript. Apparently, I say nonetheless a lot. I'm going to do my best at trying to uh, fix that. Nonetheless. Goodbye. See ya.